This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to The Game Changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the Hog Sports Network. Everyone, welcome on in to the Game Changers podcast. Uh, first episode of 2024. Uh, it was snowy outside today, actually, here in northwest Arkansas. I think they got some snow all across the state. Um, I've been a little under the weather this week, in case you can't tell from my voice. I'm on the mend, for sure, but it is that time of year. Uh, I'm your host, Ethan Westerman. want to thank you for tuning in. And yeah, with the start of a new year, uh, there's also always the start of conference basketball play. And the Arkansas women, they got started uh, with their SEC play last night. Uh, Not exactly the start they wanted. Um, Went to Kentucky. They were actually playing in Rupp Arena because uh, the normal home gym for the women's team at Kentucky, Memorial Coliseum, it's undergoing some renovations this year. So they got to play in Rupp. Um, And I don't know what it was about Rupp. Um, I mean, neither team could shoot from three, but... One uh, Kentucky, I think, went 0 for 10. Arkansas just kept shooting them. <laughs> went 4 for 27 from 3. Um, not necessarily a recipe to win <laughs> um, shooting that cold, but um, really not a recipe to win, scoring only 14 points in the first half. That's really what um, what bit them, that to only score 14 points in the first half. Um, they found their offensive rhythm in the second half, and they actually came back and took a lead. They were trailing 26-14 at halftime and climbed all the way back and took a lead three times in the second half. Um, but it was just down the stretch whenever it was most important. They they couldn't get stops. Um, had they not struggled offensively in that first half, they'd probably win that game pretty decisively, honestly, if they have the same type of offensive success that they had in the in the second half uh, or even similar to it. But just not, not the start they wanted for SEC play. But the good news about SEC schedule is – there's always another game coming. They just they hit you one after the other. So they're gonna. I think Mike Neighbors said last night this is one that they just need to flush um, and just get ready for Georgia that comes to town on Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, there were a few positives in the game last night. It wasn't um, all just doom and gloom. Samara Spencer had 25 points. Um, was really being just assertive, uh, drawing fouls. Uh, got several other players in serious foul trouble. Um, Carly Keats came off the bench and she hit some just huge threes, a uh, big shot in the arm for them. Um, Sailor Poffenbarger kept on doing what she's <laughs> been doing all season. She had 15 rebounds. So there were some bright spots, but overall, um, 0-1 start to league play, just not what they were looking for, especially against a Kentucky team that, you know, they could, they, they've been improving this year and they're kind of getting healthy at the right time, but still they came into the game with the worst record in the SEC. So. Um, it's a it's a loss that that hurts the Razorbacks for sure. Well, on the other end of this break, I'm going to be joined by B. Franklin of now the Arkansas women's basketball team, but also she was the star for one of the stars for Arkansas soccer team this year. So you're listening to the Game Changers podcast. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. 
or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! Well, like I said, super pleased to be joined uh, by B. Franklin, who is a dual sport athlete at the University of Arkansas. That's the most recent news about B. Um, she was the midfielder of the year in soccer and student uh, athlete of the year. Am I correct? Um, yes, for scholar academic- athlete. Scholar, scholar. Yeah. scholar athlete of the year, <laughs> and she is the newest member of the women's basketball team. So first off, I think I've just got to start with that. Just uh, B, what were those conversations like? It was a wonderful surprise. Um, I got the opportunity to talk to coach neighbors one time when we were in actually the basketball practice facility for soccer one morning and coach Colby soccer coach and neighbors were talking and I just wiggled my way in there and kind of said, Hey, coach neighbors, do you guys have any room for walk-ons or anything like that? And he said, we've always got room. So then it started, started a conversation where I reached out a couple weeks later and let him know, Hey, I don't know if you were serious, but I was serious about an opportunity to try out or something like that. And he said, let's talk after soccer. And it just kind of went from there. And I'm really thankful uh, to be part of the team in any capacity. It's been, it's been great so far. So you're originally from Seattle. Of course he coached at Washington there. So did you know each other back then, or was it just like you knew who he was or how did that work? I definitely knew who he was. I went to some of his basketball camps. Um, I'd like to think he knew who I was, but I doubt I was high profile enough, uh, enough of a basketball player for him really to know. But I, one of my favorite things while I was in high school was my dad would spoil me with tickets to go see UW play. And I'd get to watch him coach and Kelsey Plum and see my assistant coach's wife, uh, Heather Schofield play. Like it was, it was pretty insane. Now the connections I have just from watching a few of those games and the weird small world that some of those people ended up in Arkansas here too. Yeah. So talking about how it was just kind of a, you know, at first, just kind of like a thought, like, Hey, could talk to me after the season. What was that, I guess, kind of like for you, the moment that you realized like, after, you know, soccer season ends and it's like, okay, yeah, we're actually about to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I honestly thought about it as much as I probably should. Um, I just knew a couple of things. One, I love being a Razorback athlete. It's one of my proudest achievements and joys. And I don't think I honestly was ready for it to end when soccer did. Um, two, I think that I have a lot to add to a team Um besides my killer basketball skills, but also just as a leader and a lot of things I've learned on the soccer team the past couple of years and that I wanted to be able to contribute that to another program. And with Coach Neighbors giving me that opportunity, I guess I just thought, well, why not? I asked for it and it's becoming true. So I guess I got to do it now. (laughs) I want to talk a lot about soccer because, I mean, that's obviously what you did for most of your time at Arkansas. Um, So I guess what was this past season for you? I mean, it was a great season individually for you, but also, I mean, the team won an SEC championship. I guess what did kind of, you know, that that last season mean to you? It was bittersweet for sure. We always have really high expectations and this might sound crazy, but um, I almost feel like, especially since I've been at Arkansas, being at the top of the SEC is almost an expectation. And it was fantastic to win the conference, but I think... I think we honestly were hoping for a longer season at the end. It was not the NCAA tournament run that we wanted. And although I had a great year individually, I think um, I'm, I'm just, 
it, it just ended definitely bittersweet with a, a, a loss to a very tough team, but just we were hoping to play definitely further into November. Yeah, how how kind of tough was that, I guess, around that time that NCAA tournament play started? You know, I know y'all lost um, Anna, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, I know that had to probably take a big, just kind of morale blow. Definitely. I mean, I, I know I felt it super strongly. She's one of my best friends here, one of my roommates in this house um, and an incredible leader and soccer player on our team. I mean, she's in a lot of ways been one of the faces of Razorback soccer for the past five years and not having her going into the toughest part of the season is always a little bit tougher. Um, I knew that we still had a great team with or without Anna and her being hurt didn't diminish the what she could add to the team being on the sidelines too. Um, but obviously it would have been great to have her on the field, but people stepped up. Um, there were freshmen that got bigger roles. Bella field had the awesome first game of the tournament. Um, I mean, that happens to the best teams that sometimes people get hurt. Um, and you just got to power through. Yeah. I'm sure that for you, um, it might be one of those things that down the road, it's kind of rewarding to see you talked about the freshmen that y'all had this year, just a really good freshman class, you know, probably will be rewarding down the road to see what all they accomplish. Um, I guess, what did that mean to you this year, kind of having all of those newcomers who are really talented that kind of you got to be just really a leader for? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a, one of the best privileges I've had. I mean, they are a fantastic, funny, uh, creative, super talented group of girls that I miss right now. And I've only been away from them for about a month. Um, I mean, I want... I hope that I've made relationships with them that will last um, for many, many years to come. I'm really upset at our assistant coach, John, because he scheduled a game in Seattle next year after I'm gone. Um, (laughs) But I'm hoping to come back to that game, whether I'm in Seattle or not, just to be able to see some of my best friends, honestly. And I know that they're going to hopefully carry on the legacy that I think I was able to add to at Razorback Soccer and just keep building on it for the next years. So you transferred to Arkansas uh, prior to your junior season, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, And you had that graduate year this year. So you had three seasons here. Um, I guess, how did you grow from that first year at Arkansas? Um, I know that seems like your role just really got a lot bigger as as you got further in your career at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I... The first year I got to Arkansas in the middle of my sophomore year and then junior year as well, um, I was kind of playing besides sometimes or behind Kayla McKeon, who is an incredible soccer player. And I think I learned a ton um, being able to practice with her or play with her. And I think that that helped me build the foundation to then also when she was gone, be able to step more fully into that role and try and be a small portion of the leader that she was on the team. I mean, I know we we talk about her at practice every once in a while when, when we know we need to be tougher on each other and say, Kayla would tell us straight to our face what we need to do better. So we need to have that same commitment to each other. But um, it was just a really cool opportunity to be able to, to continue to grow at Arkansas. I think I learned so much on and off the field and I'm really thankful for coach Colby Hale for taking a chance on me. And I never would have predicted that this is where I would have ended up, but I'm so happy I did. Yeah, that was actually kind of segues into my next question. Coach Hale, just, um, you know, it seems like it's just, how is he? Like, I know, like to us, it's, we probably get just a totally different version of Coach Hale than what y'all get. Just um, as far as like, you know, it just seems like he's tough. He's a really tough coach, but it's all the players seem to just play so hard for him. I guess what is that kind of relationship like and what has he maybe done for you 
as a player and a person. Mm -hmm. I honestly think that what you you guys see of Coach Hale is is what we get to. I mean, he he's a very straightforward, no frills, um, honest person. Like he's not going to pretend to be somebody else when he's out on the field. Certainly not when he's talking about what we need to improve upon at halftime. Um, when either out getting the interview or when he comes in and lets us know at halftime too when we need to pick it up. Um, but I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate about it really appreciated about him. And so did my teammates that he cares so much that he will tell you the hard truth sometimes, but you know what his ultimate goal is. And it's honestly better if he's telling you what you need to improve on, because that that means he cares. If he didn't care about you, then he would, then he would not push you to hit the, hit the strides that he knows that you can be. And so I think that he obviously is a really intense coach, but somebody, like you said, that that helps players or that makes players want to play for him really intensely. Was he similar to any other coach you've ever had? Or was this just like, was it just totally different? <laughs> um, he was kind of similar to one club coach I had, just in terms of their communication styles, I guess, just like I said, direct and loud. Um not not a screamo, I guess that's not the right word to say him, but just, you know, you hear him, I guess. <laughs> um, and it is really interesting even now with basketball, just having two very different coaching styles between Coach Colby and then Coach Neighbors. And I think they both have their merits. Um, and so I've, I feel like it's a really cool opportunity now to be able to play for like two different types of bosses that might then translate to into the business world at some point. Yeah. Okay. So is that what you kind of have on the horizon after school? What I'm is sure. your whole plan? Or do you even know? Yeah. Um, I don't really know. There's a lot of different, um, very awesome opportunities that seem to be open for me right now. Um, the draft is happening in a little bit and I am registered for it. I'm not totally sure if I'm going to go, but I, I think that that might be something I really want to pursue depending on the team and, and whatnot, just because it'd be a once in a lifetime opportunity. Honestly, I didn't expect, I, I'd hoped and dreamed, but I never expected this year or my Arkansas career to go as well as it did. And I never really even considered NWSL. And now that that's a possibility, I kind of think maybe why not? Um, it seems not in a cocky way, but when I put my mind to something and work really hard at it, I can make a lot of good things happen. So it could be, it could be fun to try out NWSL, but then also um, I'm looking at different job opportunities too. Uh, around different parts of the country. I don't know. I always have lots of different random passions, just like basketball popping up kind of. And I'm not, if you ask me in three weeks what I'm doing, I'll probably have a completely different answer. Or a year from now, I'll probably have a new hobby, like gravel bike riding or something like that. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> hey, that's That sounds like something I could not do is that type of thing. <laughs> um, so you were Scholar Athlete of the Year. Uh, what did you study? Finance. Okay, so yeah, not an easy <laughs> degree at all no, no. there are no easy degrees but i mean finance i was a business major as well let me tell you my finance classes were some of the hardest so they um, definitely are yeah so being but, midfielder of the year oh what were you gonna say oh no you're good go ahead Sorry. <laughs> i was just gonna ask being midfield of the year and scholar athlete of the year i'm sure like to have that level of success both athletically and academically i know you said that you're the type that if you set your mind to something like you're gonna get it done but even still, like to to maintain that type of success, you have to have a ton of time management and I'm sure just a ton of hard work. Like, how did you do it? Like, I mean, this those are two of the biggest awards that they give out 
each year in the league and you've got them. Yes, definitely crazy. Um, and I'm really thankful for both of those. I think that I was extremely lucky, specifically with the house that I fell into when I transferred here. My roommates are Anna Potagil, Ellie Potagil, and Reagan Swindle, who just moved on to a big girl nursing job in Dallas. But um, they have they have an extremely great work ethic in terms of nursing and the major that they did, which was clinical hours on top of soccer practice. So honestly, I felt like I had no, I could no room to complain when all, all I, all I had to do was go to class and study and they had to go to class, study and go take care of people in the hospital and all these other things. So I'm thankful for honestly them setting a really good example and just, it just seemed like the norm that you try and do really well in all aspects of your life. So you were also president of the student athlete advisory committee. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Um, uh -huh. Was that this past year, the year before both? It was my senior year. So um, it ended last spring, but I was part of it. I was president of it last year, but then I was part of it as soon as I got to Arkansas because it was something that I was a part of at Notre Dame as well. And I knew that I wanted to stay with it here as well. What all went into that? Like, uh, as a president of it, what kind of responsibilities did you have? You got to work with um, leaders in the student or in the athletic department, organize meetings of SAC, try and figure out our goals for the year. And one of the coolest perks I thought was that I got to sit in on meetings for the athletic department um, in terms of sitting with the CFO and with Hunter and hearing um all the deputy ad's talk about their plans for their, for their plans each month and just see how the athletic department kind of worked as a bigger picture and how it worked with the university and stuff like that and it's given me a lot of really cool connections plus just i love Razorback sports and things that go into it so just hearing what's going to come maybe like a, an hour before somebody else knew it was kind of exciting sometimes <laughs> sound like a journalist saying <laughs> um so Last thing I have for you, just kind of what's it been like so far being with the women's basketball team? I know that that, I mean, that's just got to be such a quick flip. I mean, it was mm -hmm. shortly, shortly after y'all season. Mm -hmm. um, what's that been like? And maybe any friends in specific that you've been able to, to really kind of make a relationship with? Mm -hmm. um, basketball has been really great so far. Obviously, a very different experience than soccer. There's a third of the girls on the team than was on the soccer team, a very different coaching staff and style. But at the end of the day, basketball wants to win just as much as soccer wants to win. And so now that we've started SEC conference, we prep really hard for uh, the teams are about to play. And it's, it's interesting because now obviously my role is much different and I'm trying to emulate a lot of times the team that we're about to play for basketball, but it gives me an even cooler opportunity to feel like, okay, I'm the one that's prepping the team. And, and I like that responsibility. I mean, I, I love being in charge of things or have responsibility for things. So I want, I want to make sure now that like when the basketball team goes out, they're not playing anybody that's working as hard as I was the day before, or that I'm knocking down more threes than the next team or something like that. And which probably won't really happen, but you know, <laughs> things like that. And it's, it's just been a really cool experience. Um, I'd say definitely like all the freshmen have been really, really fun. It's funny because they are 18 and I'm 23. And a lot of times I think we act the same and have sometimes the same maturity level and things like that. But I just got to room with Talia Scott and got to know her a little bit better. 
And she's obviously a fantastic person um, in addition to her really good basketball skills, but all of them have just been really, really welcoming. And I'm just excited for what's to come. Have you been able to, I may guess, I know it's so different just kind of stepping into a team like how you are, but have you been able to impart like any, I guess, sort of wisdom that can translate from soccer to basketball? Like it doesn't really matter the sport. Um, is there any like kind of just transferable things that you've been able to kind of help maybe guide some of those younger ones along with? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just try to help communicate with people, especially like freshmen or um, just that like the SEC season is so long or that even games, there's ebbs and flows. Like we might go down a couple points for a bit, but you still have the whole second half or things like that. And things can change just like that. Um, whether it's soccer or basketball. I mean, that's what's so fun about being in the SEC is the competition is so tight all the time. And I definitely, I'm not wanting to step on any toes or like go past what my role is on the team, but anytime I can try and add a little, a little, a little word of encouragement here or something there, I'll, I'll do my best. And I want to, I want to make an impact. I think you're sliding yourself on the three pointers, by the way, because I think since you joined the team, opponents have made like, under 10 combined let's or something. Go. Let's go. <laughs> might be making more right now, unless yeah. you as long as you've made about 10 in practice. That's true. I guess I can shoot better than Kentucky did, but we didn't. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We don't we might not want to talk about the Kentucky game. <laughs> hey, but like you said, there's 15 more ahead. So yeah, absolutely. And we get to play them again. And I'm really excited for that game. Sweet. Well, B, thanks a ton for taking the time to do this. Um, once again, guys, this was B Franklin, who is a dual sport athlete, soccer, now women's basketball. Um, B, thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Ethan. Well, each week we name a game changer of the week. Um, mentioned her earlier, just talking about that Kentucky game. Uh, Samara Spencer, I know they didn't they didn't win that game, not the result they wanted, but she had a she had a really nice game. Uh, twenty five points. She drew ten fouls, which that's really hard to do to draw ten fouls. Um, she really asserted herself in the in the in the second half, um, just getting to the rim, kind of putting pressure on the officials to call some fouls, um, and she got seven rebounds as a guard. So. She was huge for the team. It was just a collective. They just couldn't really shoot the ball um, that, that hurt them. And so Sam Spencer, though, did everything that she could to, to help the team have a chance to win. So Sam Spencer, that is our Game Changer of the Week. Well, I'm your host, Ethan Westerman. I want to thank you for tuning in again, and we'll see you at the same time next week. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.